As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. On today's Fantasy Baseball in 15, we'll take a look at some big performances from some sparsely rostered players. Like death and taxes, Dodgers get a Dodger. I have That's not had uh, three cold uh, brews yet. It works great in a fantasy league. I'm just glad I am not at the dentist. Fantasy Baseball in 15 on The Athletic. Welcome to Fantasy Baseball in 15, presented by Tops. Check out Tops Project 70, celebrating 70 years of Tops baseball cards. Michael Beller and Al Melchior are here to send you into the weekend, the last weekend of August here on Friday, August 27th. We start, as always, with the news and notes. Reese Hoskins will have abdominal surgery. His season is done. Al, if you've been leaning on Hoskins all year as your starting first baseman, who are you looking to as a replacement? Well, there are a few players, if you're in a 12-teamer, uh, where yeah, I think you've got a shot at uh, you know getting somebody who can make an impact, C.J. Crone. Uh, we noted probably about a week ago on the show that he's really started to hit uh, well on the road as well as a course field, so he might be one of your best potential options. You mentioned Nate Lowe on the show, I believe it was on Thursday, and he might be one of the, the better options out there. Andrew Vaughn, Miguel Sano. I think if you're looking a little deeper... Than 12 teams, then uh, I'm looking uh, at Patrick Wisdom, Frank Schwindel, or maybe even um, the the man who is likely to uh, receive a lot of playing time with Hoskins out, and that's Brad Miller. Uh, so a number of options there. Brandon Bell, too, although he's uh, we're going to talk about him a little bit later on. He's currently on the, the bereavement list for the yeah. Giants. A couple different directions you could go depending on the size of your league. Zach Eflin was scratched from that start on a Thursday against Arizona. This was just after he was activated from the IL. Matt Moore started in his place. Gio Urshela activated on Thursday, started at third base against the A's. Good news there. Yasmani Grandal could return for the White Sox this weekend. He's been out with a knee injury. Brett Anderson left his start with hip tightness. Freddie Peralta, however, will throw a bullpen session on Friday, assuming that goes well. 
he'll throw one more session, then possibly rejoin the rotation in Milwaukee sometime next week. Willie Adames did not play against Cincinnati, still dealing with that quad issue. Cattell Marte pulled from the Diamondbacks game with hip discomfort. Lewis Brinson also had to leave his game early. That was after colliding with Brian De La Cruz. Brandon Belt, as you said, and also Hunter Renfro, Al, going on the bereavement list. So both of those guys are going to miss a couple of days. And Glenn Otto going to make his debut against Houston on Friday. What are you looking for out of that debut? Uh, well, I tell you, I'm looking really hard to see if uh, Otto can, you know, pitch decently with a really, really tough matchup against the Astros. Uh, because uh, if that goes well, I would think that he probably stands to to pick up another start. And uh, as I wrote about in uh, next week in Fantasy Baseball, which is now out on the Athletic, it's a little bit of uh, a turnabout for the Rangers, where you can actually stream Rangers pitchers against other teams instead of you know the other way around. Look they've got that. the Rocky, they've <laughs> got the Rockies at home, and then they go on the road to play the Angels. Two very very good matchups. And if Otto, he would line up to get one of those Rocky starts. That would be pretty nice. So I'm just looking for something decent from Otto. And also uh, just to mention that he, uh, Otto, uh, uh, an alumnus of our prospect spotlight segment from just a few weeks ago. I mean, he's got to be so proud to have taken that and ridden it to the majors in the same Incredible. season. We'll be watching that, and hopefully <laughs> he can stick in the rotation. Not a bad guy to stream potentially next week. Aroldis Chapman, scoreless inning, got a save against the A's, so maybe all's well there finally for Chapman. TJ Antone, done for the season. No surprise there, but he is undergoing Tommy John surgery, so already a significant curb on Antone's 2022 season as well. Let's get to Thursday's standouts. Carlos Rodon returned from the IL for the the White Sox and looked pretty good, maybe a tiny bit rusty, which is no surprise for a guy coming off shoulder fatigue, but he went five innings, gave up two runs on five hits, walked one, struck out three, nine whiffs and 67 pitches. The important thing here for Radon fantasy managers for the White Sox, he was healthy. He was able to come back. He threw five innings. So very, very encouraging signs and did so against a tough Toronto lineup. So all systems go for Carlos Rodon the remainder of the season. Carlos Carrasco throwing it back with a dominant performance against San Francisco. Gave up two runs on three hits in seven innings. Didn't walk anyone. Struck out five. Are you feeling a little bit more comfortable with him after that performance, Al? Oh, for sure. And of course, I benched him this week <laughs> because the previous performances weren't nearly as good. So his next uh, projected start would come against the Marlins. Yeah, I'm feeling good about that one for sure. Definitely feeling good about that one. And Chris Sale also getting back. It's like uh, an old uh, Ale Central uh, sort of uh, episode here with Carlos Carrasco and Chris Sale both having nice games. And for Sale, it was five and a third in which he gave up two runs on two hits, struck out eight, walked two against the Twins. Again, just feeling comfortable seeing him get more good outings under his belt, Al. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I mean, you know, we probably should have been there after the first couple of starts with Sale, but uh, yeah, absolutely no hesitation in any kind of situation, any format. Chris Sale is looking great so far. Keegan Aiken going seven innings against the Angels, giving up just one run on three hits, struck out six and walked two. Are you doing anything with this, Al, or is he still in streamer land? Uh, honestly, I don't even have Aiken in Streamerland yet. Uh, (laughs) I don't, I, you know, this is a, I noted a little while ago, this is a really good matchup right now against the Angels. He took advantage of it. So hats off to Keegan Aiken for doing that. Uh, now at least just puts me on the watch list, I guess, or puts him on the watch list. Uh, because at this point I wasn't even really looking at him with a, a favorable matchup like this one against the Angels. So at least he's, he's on the radar at this point. All right, we've got a ton of hitters to get to, and as we said right off the top of the show in the intro, just guys who aren't really on fantasy rosters. So the question for all these guys is going to be the same, Al. 
Are you doing anything? Are you adding them? Are you playing them more confidently if you already have them on teams? We start with Colin Moran. He went four for five with a home run against the Cardinals. He's 16 for his last 48. Three home runs in those 48 at-bats. I'm going to group a couple of guys together as we go along here. Michael Chavis also went four for five with a double in that game. So let's look at Moran and Chavis as a group. Uh, Are you doing anything with either of these guys? Uh, well, Moran, for sure. Uh, I may have to do a little bit of a reversal on him because I think probably about a week or so ago on the show, we talked about Moran and I had said that the, the 2020 season looked like a real outlier for him, but he's starting to show a little bit more power again. So maybe I overreacted to the small sample that he's played so far in 2021, uh, maybe still up for grabs, figuring out what kind of player he is and with him on a hot streak. Might be worthwhile to give him a try, probably not in 12-teamers, but anything deeper, especially with the corner infield not being as deep this year mm-hmm. as it's been in past years. Uh, Moran might be one of your better options. Maybe even toss him into that conversation about who to replace uh, Reese Hoskins in, say, 14-15 team leagues. Yeah, Bobby Dalbeck could be an option to replace Reese Hoskins as well. Two homers and seven RBI against the Twins. On Thursday, he's now up to 16 homers and 15 runs driven in on the season. He's not an everyday player, and that's probably not going to change for him the remainder of the season. But what sort of utility do you think he has in the fantasy world? Well, I think because of those playing time concerns that that utility is, unfortunately, it's limited to deeper leagues. Uh, yeah, I think, you know, he's probably already uh, called for in, um, in, in AL only. So you're really talking about deeper mixed leagues. and it's just a situation where you have to watch and see if maybe somehow he's able to gain a little bit more playing time because the, the power potential has been there all season long. And uh, I would, will say I was surprised seven RBIs in this game against the twins. That brings him up to 59 the season. That's a pretty healthy pace for somebody who uh, hasn't been a regular player all season long. So even with limited play, if you need some run production, Dalbeck is somebody to consider. Awfully nice when you do play to get to play with a lineup like Boston's around you. Bobby Dahlbeck proving that once again this season. Ramona Rios going three for four against the Angels, his 12th double of the season. 11 for his last 26 with two home runs. Where does he play in the fantasy world? I think probably the same as we've talked about with Moran and and some of these other players, 14, 15 team leagues. Uh, I had him in a really deep 12 teamer for a while, dropped him about a week ago. Uh, So time to, uh, I think he's still out there (laughs) Time to go get him back because slumped a little bit, but seems to be back in the form he was uh, during the mid season, which was pretty nice for a while. A couple of Rangers teammates had nice games against Cleveland on Thursday. Nick Solak went 2-for-4 with his 10th home run of the season. He's 6-for-18 since his recall. Andy Abanez went 2-for-5 with a double. He is now on a 10-game hitting streak. That includes six straight multi-hit games for Abanez. Solak and Abanez, where do these guys play for you? For me, it's deeper leagues, and I am seeing a bit of hype around Solak since he came up, so it may be hard to get him in deeper leagues already at this point, uh, but Abanya is probably more likely to be out there, and uh, just as interested in him right now, uh, if nothing else, uh, he's really in a groove, and don't, don't know how long he stays in it, but uh, might be worth at least uh, trying to pick him up for next week. And finally, in our standouts, Brian De La Cruz. He did more than just uh, collide with Lewis Brinson and force him out of the game. He went three for four with his first steal of the season. He's hitting 353 early on here. Are you looking at him for any sort of league where maybe you need some speed? Yeah, uh, NL only for sure. Um, and uh, I think he's still out there in some NL onlys. I mean, really uh, not a lot of fantasy attention being thrown De La Cruz's way so far. And batting average really um, is where I think he could help a lot and you know, not 
probably going to hit 353 the rest of the way, sure. but can still help in that category. So, uh, you know, even 15 teamers, if that's a category where I have a need, uh, De La Cruz is somebody I will bid on this weekend. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. All right, Al, let's get into our streamers for Friday. We've got a decent list to kick off the weekend. Kyle Freeland in L.A. taking on the Dodgers. Jay Happ at the Pirates. Taylor Widener gets the Phillies in Philadelphia. Jake Odorizzi going up against the Rangers in that great matchup. Eric Lauer in Minnesota taking on the Twins. And Chris Bubich in Seattle taking on the Mariners. Lots of good matchups here. A handful of guys who are actually good on their own merits, too. Who are you looking at to stream on Friday? Yeah, I think I'm sticking more with the players who have just been good, period, and, and showing a good guilt, a good skills profile. And I'm going to start off with Kyle Freeland. And I think there just must really be an, a, stig, a stigma attached to him, not only as a Rockies pitcher, but coming off of a couple seasons where he really struggled. But he's looking like he did uh, in 2018, only maybe even a little better than that. Um, in fact, I noted recently on Twitter and uh, in Next Week in Fantasy Baseball on The Athletic that Freeland has been one of the best pitchers over the past uh this calendar month past august uh in terms of strikeout rate and strikeout minus uh walk rate so i mean he's just been one of the better pitchers over the last several weeks and i'm i'm streaming him against the dodgers i'm doing it and he had a, a recent start against the dodgers that went really well so i'm trusting freeland just about everywhere right now and uh, same goes for eric lauer so he's got the twins uh not quite as tough of a matchup but not as easy as some of the other ones on here but uh, I will stick with Lauer for this one. Uh, I think Odorizzi is certainly um, a, a decent enough option because of the the matchup at Texas. Mm-hmm. Chris Bubich still not in the circle of trust quite yet, even at Seattle. And Jay Happ and uh, Taylor Widener uh, probably passing on them. Widener more for the matchup. Happ just because still not trusting him, even though he's got the Pirates. I haven't looked at any odds yet today, but I would imagine that Jake Odorizzi and then maybe Eric Lauer probably have the best betting odds in Vegas. Their teams do. The Astros probably the biggest favorite on the board among these streamers against the Rangers, and then I would guess the Brewers at Minnesota maybe the next best favorite. So that's something to consider as well as you were thinking about this if you're looking for a win. Let's wrap things up here, Al, with a fab preview for over the weekend. Aristides Aquino, Frank Schwindel, Ian Happ, Edward Cabrera, Eliezer Hernandez, and Bailey Ober, all guys that are on your radar as we go into the weekend. We've got about a minute, 90 seconds here, so make a case for one or two guys in that available time. All right, well, I will definitely start with Aquino. I think he's just the player to target uh, coming up this week. Uh, or The uh, Reds, rather, have the Cardinals for three games. They've got the Tigers for another three games. They're all at home. There are four left-handers projected to start against them. Aquino's done very well at home, very well against left-handers over his career. No Adam Wainwright, no Tarek Skubal. Uh, it's a great, great schedule uh, and a great, great uh, situation for Aristides Aquino, and he's playing every day right now with Jesse Winker out. So no argument there. And if I can maybe shoehorn one more player in, I'd say make a case for Bailey Ober uh, just because uh, he's been pretty solid lately. And I've gotten burned sitting him, uh, well, most recently against the Red Sox. So I think that start proved to me that uh, 
I, I need to get over my hesitation. I'm sorry <laughs> that I did God. that. But uh, he's got the Tigers in Detroit. Uh, that finishes up at the Rays, uh, which is a tough start. But I'm, I'm good with it for the two, two-step this week. I mean, if terrible Bailey Oberpuns aren't the way that you go out the door on a week of Fantasy Baseball in 15, I don't know what is. That's going to wrap things up for this episode and this week on Fantasy Baseball in 15. Thanks for being with us today. Thanks for being with us all week. And hey, we're at the end of August here, so you know we're starting to wrap up the season. So I'll just say it once. We'll say it more. Thanks for being with us all season long here on Fantasy Baseball in 15. This show, of course, returns on Monday. Have a great weekend. Enjoy all the baseball action. Do well in your fab. Do well in your matchups. Do well in your streaming. Do well in it all. And we'll talk to you on Monday.